welcome to the mid-level exception. My name is JD Young, and with me is Roddy Dario. Uh, a little bit about myself before we kind of get going. I am a lifelong sports fan. Uh, grew up as a fan of the Miami Dolphins, and then as I got older, started branching out. Currently a Sharks, Warriors, San Francisco Giants, Oregon Ducks fan, as well as my terrible, terrible Miami Dolphins. Uh, Rodney, can you give us a little bit about your sports history? Yes, definitely. How are you guys doing? Um, Bay Area sports fan. Grew up uh, in the Bay Area, so my teams were the Niners, Warriors, Giants, and then later with the Sharks when they started when they started the franchise there. And uh, yeah, well, uh, I said lifelong sports fan. Been kind of spoiled early on with with the 49ers you know they've been kind of dormant now but now picking it up again so definitely a great time to be a sportsman here in the bay with the recent success of the giants warriors and hopefully the niners so yeah we uh we met almost uh, almost been 20 years ago um and our love of sports kind of you know we both shared that and decided after a long long time that do a podcast so we're gonna kind of try to touch on a little bit of everything uh mostly bay area sports but we're gonna you know kind of see where things go um so with that let's go ahead and get into the nfl weekend uh, so we had four divisional round games uh the your beloved niners versus um the minnesota vikings and then so why don't you, rodney why don't you give me a couple of thoughts uh, your takeaways from that game yeah, one thing I was like worried about was okay with the the bye weeks. Okay, how are they going to come out? Um, like I said, Jimmy looked sharp early. Um, kind of. Then I mean, started off good, but you know, towards the middle of the game, um, kind of was a little off. And I, was, I don't know if it was a rust thing or if there was just adrenaline in the beginning. But uh, I don't know. I was I don't know as far as the nervousness on on one to ten. I was probably. A five, just because I was confident, but especially seeing Minnesota uh, beat the Saints last week, that was, uh, you know, definitely, per- you know, kind of gave me a little more attention. And I was like, okay, you know, they better take this team seriously. And uh, it kind of went how it in- hopefully envisioned. I mean, it was close early, then they kind of pulled away. So it wasn't too stressful with the game. Yeah, I would say like the the big thing was, I mean, the Niners' early part was just self-inflicted wounds. Um, you know, being able or the interception from Jimmy G set up the Vikings early, and then you know just a couple things here and there where they just stopped themselves. But yeah, the Niners' uh, offense looked like they could do basically whatever they wanted, and then especially in the second half when they were just um, able to put away the game by just running it down their down the Vikings' uh, throat there. So, you know, and then being able to do that, I think, really kept Cook, you know, who is probably the best back that Niners have played all year, really kept him out of the game. And then even though they tried to, you know, get him the ball through, um, you know, through swing passes and screens and stuff like that, but they just weren't able to do, uh, Cook wasn't able to do much of anything. I think that the game planning from Shanahan was amazing there. Yeah, I didn't. I honestly, I didn't think. I mean, I knew. Said Cook. I mean, I had him on my fantasy team, and 
fabulous year. And uh, yeah, uh, he was what I was scared of because he basically sets them up. And so shutting him down and you make Kirk Cousins beat you. And, uh, the Saints did that last week, even though Cook did run good. But then, you know, they did try to put it in Kirk Cousins' hands last week and uh, he beat him. So, um, but uh, yeah, Niners were able to shut, basically shut down that offense. Sorry for that one long play to Diggs. Yeah, the one long play, and then you know, I mean, other than that, the Vikings they they didn't do much. They they were able to kind of capitalize on that short field with a field goal, but that was, I mean, that was basically it for the yeah. for the Vikings. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything more we can basically add to it. I mean, yeah, they, I uh, think they got the Niners came back. I mean, they they got their healthy guys back: Hart, Quan, and D Ford. So moving forward. Yeah, I think you made a great point about Shanahan having that team ready to go because you saw it with some of the other bye week teams where they just weren't quite there to start the game. And especially, uh, we'll get into it in a little bit, like the Ravens that were, I mean, they hadn't played football in a month and you could tell that they hadn't played real football in a month. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean, let's get in it. So Ravens, heavy favorites, you know, but Titans, everyone's Cinderella team. Seems yeah. like being the Pats now taking down the number one seen Ravens. Yeah, what you, um, you take? What you think? Uh, as a <laughs> lifelong Ryan Tannehill fan slash follower, um, it's. I think I'm really happy for him. I know his stats haven't been there. I, you know, he's thrown for less than 100 yards in both games. Uh, but I mean, he made he made the throws that he was asked to, especially in the beginning of the game when he had. That deep ball was a dime. That yeah, it was perfect. Especially early in his career where that was his big thing is he couldn't throw the deep ball. And then you know, he did that. And, I mean, Derrick Henry, I mean, we haven't seen a running back do what he's doing right now since basically Marshawn Lynch, um, you know, back in the day carrying the Seahawks. And it's, it's crazy just seeing watching him just – destroy grown ass men <laughs> yeah no i mean just i wouldn't want to stand in front of that no no, no thank you well, I guess, imagine these professional football players trying to tackle him now yeah that's uh <laughs> but back to Tannehill. i mean like you said he did through less than 100 but man like they needed a big third down like remember just late in the game there there's a i think third down play third and long and then that that out to the left man that was just and as he was doing that clutch throws this this game last game, you know, against the Pats. Yeah, I mean, he's Very always impressive. had the, the the physical tools, like his arm strength, and you know, he can make the throws. It's just uh, he wasn't in the greatest system in Miami, and I think here where I was reading uh, Omar Kelly, who beat writer for the Dolphins, he basically said like with the Titans is he does not speed the guy. He's just one of the 53 guys who just so happens to be quarterback. And I, I think that fits his skills a little bit more where, you know, there's not all the pressure on him and they've got enough people around him to help, um, help kind of raise their game. So it's not him having to raise the game for everybody. Oh, definitely. Um, but no, yeah. But when they, uh, when, when he's, when asked upon, he was definitely, he's, Definitely. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's shown that earlier come this through. year. Yeah. yeah, where he can, if he needs to sling it around, he can sling it around. So, but uh, speaking about slinging it around, Patrick 
Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hold on. Okay. No, sorry, I don't want to uh, jump in. But I mean, so what do you think about all the uh, just, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, the guy who's probably going to be the unanimous MVP. Just what are your thoughts? Like, I mean, obviously, seem rusty. I mean, these guys, you know, his receivers dropping balls didn't help, but but seems to be a lot of Lamar bashing. Yeah. I mean, I was not because Miami, there was talk of Miami drafting him uh, two, last year or two years ago when he came out. And I wasn't a fan of Miami drafting him just because I didn't think that they could build the team around him. Um, you know, I mean, what Lamar did this year is great. I'm just, I just hope that he's able to kind of keep progressing and it's not going to be like one of the like RG3 things where, you know, like they come at like a flash in the pan. And then, like, they're not able to kind of find that next level with their game when, when they can't run all the time. Um, so, um, but, yeah, I think this, you know, this game, like, they asked a lot of him. And, uh, you know, he didn't get out much help from his team. And they don't have the greatest wide receiver threats um, to kind of help him out with that. So I think that's going to be something that they're definitely going to be looking at this offseason to try to improve the playmakers around him. Yeah, I mean, he had the such a big improvement from year, you know, rookie year to second year. Obviously, just astronomical. Just, just yeah, play this year, but yeah, you'd tell the he's not quite ready to. Okay, I'm gonna throw 50 times a game and I can win this game. You know? Yeah, Even though, yeah, he had yardage stats, but that was you know, only pulled up 12 points and six of it was almost kind of garbage time. So yeah, and it's you know like, um, you know, there's not too many quarterbacks who can kind of make that like if you remember big band back in the day he kind of was that kind of not to this ex- the athlete or anything but like he would kind of scramble around and then um and just kind of make those plays when he had to but then he he progressed into a quarterback who could throw the ball 50 60 times and you know change the style of play and you just hope that that he that lamar will be able to do that too so yeah i mean yeah thinking back to big band's first uh Super Bowls, like he was him, Tom Brady, like they're almost game managers. They weren't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Lamar is definitely not a game manager. I think. No. Uh, no. no. He's he's an insane athlete. I just, yeah. you know, like the athleticism's not going to be there his entire life. So I think, and I think that just comes with more more reps and stuff. And yeah. he's got oh, Greg yeah. Roman for another year, and so I think Greg Roman's going to be able to kind of help keep pushing him and helping developing him. So yeah. Um, so back to back to where before I kind of cut you off there. <laughs> Sorry right. to meet you, but uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, man, Woo! that guy is good. That guy, yeah, is he's so very good. good. I mean, if somebody was on the Patrick Mahomes bandwagon, I don't people don't like listening to oh fantasy teams things, but Adam last year, you know, kind of his first year starting, but it was just exc- one of the things that I love about fantasy football is just that you get to follow players that you don't necessarily you know don't play for your team and you can actually yeah. kind of secretly root for um yeah. and uh yeah man it's just unbelievable game i mean yeah uh, i think yeah, I mean, uh, down yeah so down 21 or 24 and yep so you were all joking around in our group chat you know it was over but you didn't think yeah. it was over right no, you tweeted this game is over. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was kind um, of almost like a, it was, it was almost like a reverse jinx. I'm trying to do because I was like, come on, this can't be it. You know, it's like, 
you know. Yeah. These these games are supposed to be good. It's playoff, you know, it's divisional all weekend. And, uh, so I, I was know, just especially. doing the kind of <laughs> reverse jinx to, to kind of hopefully. Um, I think a big takeaway was just like how many people were already like classic Andy Reid choke job, classic Andy Reid choke job, and I was, you know, I, mean, I was defending Andy Reid because I think Andy Reid's a really great coach, and um, you know, and then all of a sudden it's, you know, when it's halftime and the Chiefs have come back and it's twenty eight to twenty four. You didn't hear a single word about Andy Reid being a bad coach again. Uh, <laughs> no. Nope. But no. Uh, I think the story from this is just Mahomes. Like, when we haven't this year, they definitely haven't been the same offense that they were last year, but you've seen glimpses of it. Um, you know, like the, the Raiders game this year where they scored 28 and a quarter. And, and yeah. I think this, this was the first time we'd seen it where in a long time where it's just, oh, yeah, that's right. The Chiefs, when they want to do things, they're just going to. They're just going to score at will. I mean, it's almost like Oregon was back in the day when they were just under Chip Kelly, where it's just like, we're going to just sling the ball around. We're going to, and there's nothing you could do about yeah, it. Yeah, scoring like a minute and a half. Yeah, go yep. down. The, yeah. Yep. Uh, they, what was it? They scored, what, three touchdowns in three minutes or something like yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously the Texans helped out with them. Turnovers, yeah. but, I mean. Um, yeah, I'm just I think, speechless, man. I'm just speechless every time uh, I watch that guy. Yeah, when he's when he's on his game, it's it's tough to beat them. Um, what are your thoughts on? What do you think? We can kind of get the more into this in the off season, but just initial thoughts on the Texans because um, they kind of pushed a lot of their chips in. It was like into this year, um, and I mean, you know, they've they've made the playoffs, you know, for the past five years. You know, they've won the division, but they just can never kind of get over that hump. Um, yeah. What do you think they need to do? I mean, it just they need more. They need more talent on that defense. I mean, yeah, I mean, and I mean, they got that initial emotional push last week with JJ Watt. Um, but this week, it, I mean, there's just I just envisioning. I think when Kansas was coming back, JJ Watt just, you know, three point stance, just huffing and puffing, going, man, you know. Obviously, he's not 100%, but, you know, you know, having, so, I mean, I, I mean, I understand trying to get, you know, a, you know, offensive line help for Watson, which what they did with the console, but, you know, trading away Clowney for, what did they get from him? Was it just picks? Uh, it was remember. picks on, like, a kind of a mid-lane linebacker, and, like, it, the picks weren't even super great, so. Yeah, so, I mean, if they, so I don't know if they were just trying to get something for nothing, but if they were, if they had, you know, Super Bowl aspirations, it's like, you just got to keep clowning, you know? Yeah. Well, the good thing is they can spend their next two uh, first-round picks helping that defense. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, definitely the defense. <laughs> I mean, they're... <laughs> they don't they're, have uh, two first-round picks. <laughs> <laughs> so... But yeah, I think uh, definitely in the off season we'll kind of look at you know like what what we think teams should do and and stuff to try to. But um, all right, let's kind of let's move on to the last game, the Seahawks and Packers. So I'll let you kind of go with this one since you are a notorious Seahawks hater, um, yeah. being a Niners well, fan, and we both love yeah. Aaron Rodgers. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's yeah, Seahawks hater. But as far as Russell was concerned, like, 
the reason I hate him is just because he's freaking so good that yeah, you're scared. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, like even with like tonight, you know, like Packers are up big. It's like I, I know Russell wants to come back because he just always does. And yeah. so that's the scary part. Like Niners are up big on him. Uh, the last game, I was like, you know, never. I can never relax with him, and he was just amazing. So it's, um, yeah. So it's it's, you, you know. Hate him because, you know, obviously the rivalry, but, you know, definitely respect Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I thought they were going to get the ball back and just score. Like, yep. and, uh, Yeah, I would um, say kind of my takeaway is the the Packers kind of did what they normally do is they, they come out hot and they look like, when they play like they did in the beginning, you're like, man, why is this team not just rolling over people? But then, you know, they, did they just get, their offense gets cold for like long stretches. Um, but in the end though, I think the big thing was Rogers made big throws on third down when they had to, um, they were super efficient on third down. I think they were like right around 75% third down yeah. Uh, yeah. conversion rate, which is if you keep doing that. It doesn't matter how good your, uh, the defense is if they can't get off the field. So yeah, and then, I like, yeah, I like the, uh, again, like putting it in Rogers hands at the end there. Like most coaches, sometimes they just, which is, you know, he's drives you up the walls where, yeah, there's times to be safe and aggressive, but it's like, you gotta, you gotta go win the game. Yeah. You gotta, especially with put in your Russell. best player's hand and just, you live with the results. I mean, yeah. Especially with Wilson, who's, you know, leading touchdown drive after touchdown drive in the second half. And yeah. Um, you wonder if the, another thing I, I kind of, I thought it was, the Seahawks, they have such an identity crisis between what they want their philosophy to be, which is a, you know, we're going to pound the ball and, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, and then we're going to play defense. And then what their philosophy should be based on the personnel, which is we should, we have one of the, the five best quarterbacks in the league, and we should just let him sling it around and we go make plays because that's what he's the best at. Yeah. I mean, especially when your top three running backs are hurt, it's like, I understand you want to, your, your identity but you gotta like you said it's it's who you got and i mean the, the lynch signing still i mean for nostalgic purposes but he you know basically did nothing I mean, yeah yeah they yeah. did some short yardage touchdowns but i mean yeah yeah were, i think his, 12 or 26 and two touchdowns so. <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah yeah so jerome bettis is jealous but <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. so i mean yeah, but that's okay. I mean, that's. I mean, I think it, Seahawks Niners would have been like the most stressful I've been with a Niners <laughs> game in a while, for third time, just because third time playing, you just never know what's gonna happen. So, yeah, you know, they both both teams are you know they know they know each other's stuff already, so it's it's all about the yeah. break. But this this one should be good. Uh, I know we'll probably preview it later, but yeah, I th- I think we got a good weekend of football coming up next yeah. weekend, so we got yeah. uh. So we have the Titans at the Chiefs, and then we have the Packers at the 49ers. Uh, we'll definitely uh, have a preview of this game and predictions of what we think is going to happen um, later this week. So um, so switch gears. Uh, we also, both of us, big Sharks fans, and this weekend was a very big game for uh, the Sharks. Uh, former captain Joe Pavelski made his return to uh, San Jose. Uh, so we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the game and then uh, about 
Pavelski and kind of what he meant to us uh, as Sharks fans. So uh, kind of quick recap of the game was Sharks gave up an early goal uh, on the power play, but then they definitely settled in, um, scored two goals, one from Brent Burns and one from Patrick Marlowe. Uh, Marlowe, who's playing in his 1700th uh, NHL game, which is insane. Uh, and then uh, Aaron Dell basically shut the door on Dallas for the rest of the the game. Um, he has definitely solidified himself as the number one goaltender for the Sharks since giving that opportunity with the coaching change back in November. Um, and then Eric Carlson is now on a five-game point streak, so he's been definitely playing well, uh, basically, uh, since I think since the coaching change. So, um, what any takeaways that you had, Rodney? Nah, just uh, just Dell. I mean, man, I mean, it's just the save at the end of the game. Like, I mean, uh, we both know that was Martin Jones. Like, what you say? What's your Oh, Martin Jones explodes yeah. into dust. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. But it was just, just all game. It was, it, he's, yeah. I mean, if they can get just enough offense, um, you know, just kind of get a little run here, you know, maybe, you know, playoff can be in the future. I know, I know it's, it's already more than halfway past the season. But, yeah. They're currently, uh, six points back, um, of, uh, the wild card the second wild card spot. Um, and I think there's five teams ahead of them. I have to jump and all the teams ahead of them have games in hand, unfortunately too. So, but uh, I mean, yeah, they've definitely, I'd say um, the basically since Christmas have kind of started to find their groove. They did have that bad loss to Detroit New Year's Eve. Uh, but since then, I mean, they've played some tough teams and they've played, uh, they're basically a minute away from beating Washington where they, had an empty netter by Couture and then yeah. imploded. Um, yeah. And other than that, I mean, they've been in every game uh, since then. So, but um, but yeah, yeah, I think but, the big the big thing was. Or sorry, go ahead. No, just I mean, just back. You know, um, with the whole with the begin just but the beginning of the game with the Pavelski tribute like just man, tears. I was just yeah, I was just like yeah, my tears got, my ears or ears my eyes are. Uh, Definitely watery. Um, just watching, even just everybody, you know, all the players, just you know, just focus on the screen, watching. Just everybody, just so emotional and just man, and just Pavelski, you know, like it definitely, man. I don't know. Yeah, just <laughs> get choked up. Just uh, kind of playing that back in my mind. Uh, yeah, especially because like Pavelski kind of started not long after we kind of really started to get into the Sharks, so we. Yeah. We definitely we saw we grew with Pavelski and you know watching him, um, you know in the playoffs, but like that Colorado series where he really broke out on the stage, and then um, just kind of seeing where you know you have this super like underdog story of you know seventh round pick always told you know you're too slow you're too small you're never going to do anything and then yeah. you know everywhere he goes he wins you know um, you know and then. Uh, Finally becomes captain, uh, you know, becomes captain, you know, the whole like Captain America. And, you know, yeah. it's just, uh, you know, Pavelski's always got a special spot, especially during their cup run. Uh, when, when my oldest son, you know, he was about two or three at the time, 
And then just that was one of the first people he learned, Joe Pavelski, Joe Pavelski, and every time <laughs> yeah. just him running around. <laughs> uh, you know, so yeah, it was it's it's weird seeing him in green. I understand, you know, like the Sharks, I think, made the right move by letting Joe walk, uh, especially with the contract he made. But yeah, it'll be, you know, it'll. I think he'll be uh, one of the one of the people to have his jersey retired eventually for the Sharks. Oh, so. no, yeah, most definitely. They don't to be a mistake, but I, I, yeah, but they they treat yeah. their former players like really, really good. So. Yeah, they definitely do a good yeah. job of bringing them back into the fold. Yeah. But I don't. Yeah. They still haven't retired anybody. I wonder if they're waiting for uh, Marlow or Thornton, whichever one retires first. Even though I don't yeah. think Thornton's ever retiring at this rate. But <laughs> um, what's uh, quickly? What's your uh, favorite Pavelski memory? Uh I would say, ooh, that's a good one. Um, there's a, I would say the 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 St. Louis uh, series in the Cup run, uh, where he put the team on his back during that series and basically was like, guys, I'm not gonna let you down, and carried them into through that series. So yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Um... And it's funny, it's it's more, I was thinking about this, but it, like, it wasn't even basically a play he made. It was the, you know, the, the four and five. The, oh, yeah. The Vegas yeah, thing. Just, yeah. just, yeah, just that. And, you know, um, just what the team just rallied around him. And just, you know, I still, I mean, I, I watched him, you know, kind of, because I knew we were going to talk about it. And, man, I just still goosebumps. Just, yeah. Man. Oh, the <laughs> the reaction. So the next series, uh, their first home game was it their first home game against Colorado. Uh, they had uh, he came out into the tunnel and the place like exploded. Um, you know, like he's in his little his his suit and he's waving to the and the place just went crazy for yeah. him. So yeah, uh, yep. Pavelski, yeah, definitely a very important shark, and you know I'm, you know, it's weird to see him in green, but I understand. Yeah. So, no, yeah, we all know it's a business, but yeah, um, yeah, definitely thankful for all the memories. Um, yeah. All right, so, so we let's we're gonna <laughs> wrap this up here. So we're gonna have our uh, our Palpatine. We're calling it the Palpatine Award. Uh, so we're gonna pick one player who was or one person or player that was uh, too weak, and then we're going to pick one player that had unlimited power. I'm too weak. Ah! Ah! So, Rodney, you want to get us kicked off? So, yeah, so the I'm too weak person for the Papa Team Award this week is no other than uh, the Houston Texans coach, Bill O'Brien. You know, up 21 nothing. You know, basically all the momentum. Fourth and short. Your, your quarterback is Deshaun Watson. And you not going for it is just, that was a turning point. Like, I mean, those three points there do you nothing. It's three-score game before the field goal, still a three-score game after the field goal. So, I mean, I just, right, right then and there I go, okay, this is, definitely not over i mean i knew it was kind of not over but i mean if i think the mental you know 
if they would got through that, got a first down, scored a touchdown, twenty eight nothing is, you know, I mean, that's that's a different animal. Even yeah, you're looking like Bills, Houston, uh, like Trent comeback territory there. Yeah. I mean, that was a big comeback today, but yeah, and then they do the fake punt like the next series. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> uh, yeah, I even forgot about that. I was just so concerned about that. Yeah, it's just okay. So you do that, but you didn't do it down there. And there's just his excuse in the post game interview, like oh, he just didn't have a play he liked. Just freaking quarterback sneak it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just, you have to show Sean Watson. You could run that uh, that pitch they did earlier with him and, yeah. uh, you know, like the the no, they had that pitch uh, that they did with uh, John Dre Hopkins, like you know, like earlier in the season where they ran like that. I mean, you have Hyde who got like, you know, he had a thousand over a thousand yards, like. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Go win a game. Yeah. Or just yeah, or just do the thing that like what most like quarterbacks do. They run up, get everybody set, and just quarterback sneak. You know, yeah. like I mean, yeah, you have an insane athlete and yeah, and Watson. Yeah, so yeah, that's my at least my winner for this week for the I'm too weak. I'll be the world. Thank you, Bill O'Brien. <laughs> too weak. And then, all right, all right. So your pick for unlimited power. <laughs> so mine is uh, none other than Patrick fucking Mahomes. Um, so he his stats were gaudy today. Um, so he was twenty three of thirty five for three twenty one and five touchdowns. He had seven rushes for fifty three yards. But the important thing there was when he ran. Four of his scrambles uh, were first downs. So just timely running of you know like i need to go make a play right now and just keep the chains moving and yeah uh patrick mahomes i know lamar's gonna win the the mvp this year and he deserves to win the mvp but patrick mahomes when he's on there's no quarterback in the league right now no. who can match what he's doing no, so he's he's the best yeah. he's the best quarterback um yeah. and uh <laughs> And and early on too in that game, like I know we we kept it earlier, but uh, I mean, all this getting down to twenty four another, no, it wasn't even his, it wasn't his fault. He had how many drops? I mean, he was making the right throws, making the right decisions, and his teammates let him down right there in the beginning. But yeah, yeah. and then just seeing him on the sidelines, where it's just like, guys, let's go, we got this. And like the confidence and knowing that they're they're gonna crawl back, they're gonna climb back into that game, and there was nothing that the Texans could do about it. So. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes, you are the first winner of the Unlimited Power Award. So, good job by you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add? Remember, no. Um, I think we're going to try to have another one. So, our schedule will probably be uh, probably Mondays. Thursday, Friday ish. So, especially during the playoffs here, where we can uh, recap what happened in the NFL and then we can uh, uh, preview what's going to happen. And then we'll be touching on Sharks and then try to get some Warriors talking, especially uh, I think the week after the, before the, that week before the Super Bowl, where there's not much football talk. So, I think we can kind of dig into the Warriors a little bit. And our, uh, uh... Our all-important Pro Bowl preview, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. We'll have a three-hour extensive Pro Bowl 
uh, preview, breaking down uh, position by position. So and the season, uh, and our uh, our best bets for the skills challenge too. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Landry. <laughs> yeah, Landry's gonna win this. The wallet's ready. Yep. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so thank you guys for listening to the first episode of the mid level exception. Uh, so make sure to follow, like us. Um, you can find us on Twitter um, at uh, we are at mid exception. Um, you can also, if you have questions for the show, you can email us at mid exception at gmail.com. Um, you can also follow uh, Rodney and I on Twitter. Rodney is uh, drop your handle, Rodney. Oh yeah, it's uh, Roddy two underscores champ. Um, basically, just an old well handle from a little Xbox video game days. Yep. Um, so. Which side note, we both hit our 15 years on Xbox yep. earlier this month. Yep. <laughs> so. And then uh, you can follow me on Twitter at my fryhole uh, m y f r y h o l e. Um, yeah, and then. Yeah, give us a follow on on the old Twitter, on the bird, as we like to say. And yeah, so thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, and keep an eye out later this week for our uh, AFC and NFC uh, previews. So thanks, guys. <laughs>